Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Footy in Paradise podcast. Welcome to the Footy in Paradise podcast. Welcome to Port Douglas Sporting Complex. Round one about to get underway on a cracking Good Friday footy. Kennedy again backs up his good work, gets involved, kicks his first for the day. No one forgot to do the fundamentals and man the mark. And because of this, Welsh has a shot at goal and kicks the goal. Oh, he striked them well all day, and that's no different. Straight through the middle, goal number five. He goes to the North Cairns. Fans that have travelled up on the Captain Cook Highway and said, boys, we are here to play and win today. More to Petrenko. Look at that gut running for Petrenko. Goals, Can the coach goals. kick a goal? Turns his defensive effort. He's oh, offensive power. Nice hands Top up to Copes. They got the sit through staple. He doesn't drop many of these. Too strong. Use that body. Just knows how to read the play better than most in this competition. A good result if you're a Crocs fan. 14-17-101. They have defeated North Cairns 12-2-74. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Footy in Paradise podcast. My name's Ben Carvis. I'm joined by my co-host Jesse Drever. Mate, first match day experience in Cairns. On Good Friday, how did you find it? I think I was pretty lucky, Benny. Uh, look, Port Douglas, you couldn't get a much better, I guess, venue for a first game to see up here. It was a um, beautiful day in the sunshine, great to actually experience, I, I guess, what footy's like up here and then also uh, experience a, yeah, an amazing kind of setup with that that balcony overlooking the ground. Um, great atmosphere at the ground as well and a really fantastic game in the end which, which was really capped off the day yeah it was a cracking game and, and with only the one game uh, this weekend we can spend a bit more time diving into it uh, I've already seen a few of the highlights you put that package together uh, mate so what were the, what were some of the key takeaways from the game for you yeah look I thought it was um, look given the balance of the game and the contested nature of the game that that in itself was was really fantastic to see obviously everyone's aware that North Cairns over the last couple of years have really been trying to build um, effectively from the ground up and, and really build that the culture and, and what it means off field and on field and I think we really saw a lot of progress hopefully in that on Saturday they um, in, in all essence they probably could have I guess taken a step back when Port Douglas came out so strong. Um, but you could see that they really had that that desire to get themselves back into the contest. They had a real intention to um, to use their legs, to use their, their, their spread within the game itself to get back into the contest, which I think was fantastic to see them bounce back in the contest when potentially in years gone past, they might have taken a back step when Port came out so strongly. Um, yeah. yeah, what about yourself? Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, nervous start by them. Yep. I think it's clear to say Port come out of the blocks, kick three. Uh, but then, yeah, it was great to see the Tigers work their way into it. Uh, I know you spoke to Sam Hughes, yep. the, the captains at the end of the game, and um, he had a bit to say about their, their game style and what actually got them back in the game in that second quarter. We sort of got a whiff that we were running a bit better on top of the ground. We're making the ground a bit bigger, you know, just in that first quarter once we kicked a few. Um, so we just wanted to break it open a little bit. Um, and I think we were able to, and that's how we got some scoreboard pressure. We got them out the back and we were able to make the ground big. And again, like I said, they were able to identify that. But I think that's what, that's what helped us on this, in the second quarter was being able to just spread from a stoppage and defensively, you know, it was sort of all working, which is exactly how we've been training. But we go back to the drawing board and we sort of we need to look at how we can get back in the game if a team does come at us. So that was really good, mate. Uh, you know, some great insights there from Sam and, and what we can expect going forward from the Tigers. Um, I guess to focus on a few key players, we've spoke about Rory Tarlington uh, before 
the game, uh, he actually played down back, yeah. uh, which is yeah. really interesting. He had an impact. He was pretty good back there, a few intercept marks, strong set of hands like we highlighted. Uh, interesting to not see him go forward uh, when the sort of game was in the crunch in that third quarter. Uh, who stood out for you, mate? Yeah, look, it was it was interesting their forward setup, and, and I think that really came to the fore when they had a chance to really open the game up in that second quarter. That they spread from the contest, they were used their foot skills and their run and pace, and that really suited their small forward line. So obviously, Jace Thomas has, has obviously over the last couple of years, and and he was really their focal point when they needed that kind of down the line kick, and so he obviously drew a lot of attention, even though he mightn't have marked the ball. But when they opened it up, Ty Deans really got going in that second quarter, and Jake Kerwood as well. Um, when the ball hit the ground, when they had time and space to move, that's when they really looked dangerous. So I think that in itself is something to look out for for North this year is, is that smaller forward line and some of those dangerous options they've got down there. And um, look, to me, and, and I think we discussed after the game as well, the game really turned when Sam Hughes went off and within about a five minute patch was when Petrenko really started to get going and Sam Hughes went off with that injury. And I think he had really controlled the game really well for them down back. And um, whether he had the ball in hands or through voice, you could really see he was kind of that stabiliser down back for them. Um, so him going off and being lost for the rest of the game, I think was a big turning point. Yeah, definitely, mate. A uh, bit of a leader, a clear leader within that group. Yep. Um, you know, even from the sideline, you can hear his voice and very uh, directive of where he wants uh, players to go and, and really commanding that uh, pl- the, the playing style they're trying to enforce um, over there at Watson's. Uh, mate, I thought Daniel Jackson was probably their key standout. Um, you know, he had 31, uh, went at a decent uh, decent efficiency rate. Uh, so he, he was sort of the clear marker for, from North's point of view. From Port, you know, plenty to pick from. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Sam Fairco had a great game. Ethan McCulloch said, you know, a fantastic game. Uh, he went at 100% efficiency as well. I think he had 23 touches, plenty of hit outs. Um, so he was a standout. Uh, I think Davidson was fantastic as well. Um, we'll, we'll talk quickly about Petrenko. I, I don't think he had the impact on the game many were thinking, uh, but his his moments were just pure class, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I had a chance to have a chat with him after the game as well, and it was interesting he touched on, I guess, the speed of the game, um, and, and we'll hear from him now. It's quick. It's bloody quick up here. You know, I'm trying to trying to teach our boys to sort of defend a bit more and just not play you know, basketball. It's just up, up and back, up and back. And you know, when, when games like this, when it's you know so hot, <laughs> you, you like it to slow down just a little bit. I'm getting old, so I'd love for it to slow down a bit. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm struggling with it. But you know, hopefully, it gets cooler from now on, and, and we can just sort of get fitter and fitter and stronger and stronger. As, as you can kind of hear from him in that interview, obviously he really had identified that uh, North had got on top in the game, as we said, through that spread, through their run and carry. And you could see in that third quarter when it needed somebody to actually put their hand up and take back control of that game a little bit, he himself did it. That's when he kind of got into the game, being able to really kind of be that general across the back half and, and kind of repel and at least set them up. Um, obviously, that really important running goal that he kicked as well. Um, the big one for me as well was, I, I mean, Kieran Fulton um, came in and, and had played a really big role for them in the ruck for North Cairns. But if you have a look at the stats, it was actually Port Douglas that quite 
um, dominant, uh, were quite dominant around stoppages and around clearances, and I think that was what really turned the game as well. Yeah, seventeen to four yeah. centre bounce clearances. Yeah, absolutely. Plus thirteen for Port. No? Yeah, and, and I think look, we a lot of us probably on the sidelines expected that North their run and carry might, especially as the game kind of got longer and longer, might kind of hold sway but I think those bigger bodies around the midfield really took control and especially whilst they weren't as dominant around the hit outs um, yeah their, their centre square work their bigger bodies inside really kind of probably won them the game in the end I thought yeah a bit of experience yeah. and uh, probably a bit of fitness as well yeah. uh, you know in that heat there was players dropping like flies understandably yeah. um, you know it was cramping up everywhere it was quite a physical game seeing the bigger bodies really helped them out and essentially just ran the game out in that yeah. fourth quarter they were quite impressive in the fourth and, and um, you know a lot of the examples from their leaders you know Petrenko a couple of nice moments in that last and I think a few ill-disciplined um a bit of ill-discipline from North. Uh, I think there was, you know, three or four six-six-six infringements yeah. in the final quarter alone. Uh, you know, you can't you can't uh, win games on yeah. the back of that or tight games anyway on the back yeah. of that. It, it was interesting. It was probably something we noted from the sidelines, and I think it might be something to watch over the first few weeks with with players that, that especially that might be new to the competition up here, new to the, the conditions. Um, there's obviously sides go into games with plans around rotations, but you could see, especially during that game, because it was a hot game early on, that the rotation probably got thrown out the window as, as guys were looking for kind of rotation pretty quickly. And I think that caught them out a few times with who's coming on, who's coming off. With any injuries as well, I think that was something that we noted on the sidelines especially. Yeah, it's definitely a bit of round one about yeah. it. Um, and when it's 33 degrees, yeah. uh, you know, you're going to see increased error rate. I think some notable mentions as well. I thought Shanahan was yeah. fantastic again. We highlighted him and his matchup uh, before the game and then he stood tall and uh, I think he had uh, so he's, he had 33 uh, but 15 contested uh, he also had a, a fair whack of tackles as well so yeah. Um, shout out to Jack there. I think uh, Brennan Kilty and Josh Lee were also standouts for me. They just didn't stop all day uh, when players were going down and they really need some extra run. Those those blokes stood up. Uh, so, you know, I think Zaborl as well. Uh, hopefully that's how I say his name. Yeah. He's, he's looked really dangerous up yeah. forward. I know he, he had a year off footy last year, but looked really good. And, uh, you know, someone to keep an eye on uh, just playing defence, defence. Looking at that yeah. bloke going, oh, I hope I don't match up on him. Uh, I also thought, you know, Winton, he, he doesn't get a lot of the ball, but him and Petrenko down back, yeah. that's a formidable back line. Yeah. Um, you know, be able to set the set their structure up and, and rebound off half-back. Yeah, and it was interesting as well. I thought um, a few of those names you've highlighted already, but credit to, to Lee Staple. You could see kind of coming out of half-time, he was probably under a bit of an injury cloud and um, was doing a fitness test in front of us on the sidelines for quite a while. But he went back out there, and similar to probably Jace Tom, that whilst he mightn't have got his hands on the ball, he, he was still that, and he did kick an important goal late, but he was still that focal point that the ball came in high and allowed their small forwards to get to work when it was coming to ground because he was at least able to, to create a contest. And um, with, with Salter going out of the game really early, um, it, it was something that was probably a big difference in the end that he at least was able to get it back out there and be that focal point up forward. Yeah, agreed, mate. Uh, so overall, a great game, yeah. great way to start the season. Uh, you know, plenty of hot conditions ahead of us the next couple of weeks. So we interested to see how teams adjust to that. Uh, I, one thing we are going to introduce this year is a, a league MVP. Um, so we're, we're going away from the coach MVP and trying to get votes each week. Uh, but between you and I, we kind of come up with our five, four, three, two, one each week across all, all senior games. Um, so we'll provide the votes. Obviously, we'll wait until this weekend's games are over, and then we'll do the votes for round one. 
so that'll be a, a fantastic way. We'll obviously post the votes and keep the tally going. Um, and really, you know, it's really based on you know what we're seeing at the games, those key moments, the top players. Obviously, get the stats and some feedback from other people as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, look, it's a good way to um, obviously keep track of, of what's going on in the games. But from our side of things, that, that we get to get around and see games, so it, it's, it's look, it's a good way for us to to still be able to, to see how things are tracking. And um, yeah, hopefully, it's it's going to pan out really well throughout the year. I have plenty of banter along the way <laughs> as well. I'm sure as we. Uh, see the comments start to roll in yeah, on absolutely. social media. Mate, this weekend, uh, we'll quickly have a look at the game. So we've got Souths versus Centrals at Fretwell Park, uh, which includes a women's twilight game, which would be the first first of this year. Uh, anything you're looking forward to, Dan? Look, I think it's, it's for me, it's, it's great again to get out and see teams. And look, I think round one is, is really interesting across the board to, to look to see how teams have kind of potentially changed in game styles in personnel from, from last season into this season. Um, look, obviously, there's a, a few interesting matchups coming up this weekend, a few flag unfurlings for, um, for round ones for some of the premiership teams. So, look, it, it, great occasions, but really good to see how teams have kind of come out of their pre-season preparation and, and roll into their first big hit out for the year. Yeah, the second one, mate, Lions versus South. Uh, sorry, Saints. Uh, last time they met was in a, a semi-final, which got quite heated. Um, so I expect to see um, a hard contest there out at Holloway's Beach. We'll, we'll analyse these games a little bit further once we get the teams yep. later in the week. Uh, so we'll dive a bit deeper. But two absolutely cracking games on Saturday to look forward to. Uh, mate, we also have a, a junior camp coming up. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so we've got a free clinic, Ben Run at Kazali Stadium, this Thursday. Registrations are available through our website, aflcans.com.au. Look, it's a great way to uh, introduce those that mightn't have tried footy before, come down and experience one of the, the amazing kind of stadiums around Australia for me. I'm new to the region, but I haven't seen much better setups in Kazali Stadium. So great chance for uh, kids to have a run around. Um, whether you're new to the game or whether you're part of the game already, um, There'll be plenty of people down. There'll be some activations, fun activities. Uh, so again, registrations are open through the website. Um, please place your interest, and, and we'd, we'd love to see as many people down there as possible. Fantastic, man! Another great event. Uh, so yeah, do register. And because they're the same, like you said, it's a great venue, um, regardless of what age you're playing on. That's it for this week's podcast, mate. Uh, we'll get back later in the week. We'll analyse the teams ahead of this weekend's games. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This podcast series will take our listeners through the latest news, results, stats, and exciting matchups across our AFL Cairns competitions. This podcast contains the thoughts and opinions of our presenters and isn't necessarily represented across the organisation.